So, for the people out there, and tell them your name and, uh, you know, what's going on with you, where you hail from, and all of that. Yeah, my name is Alvin Garrett, but you may not know my name, but you may know when I say, I'm going to go home by myself. That's right, uh-huh. out of Birmingham, Alabama, I'm Alvin Garrett, Mr. By Myself, brother. All right, all right. Hey. Himself in the building, man. We live out here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. On the west side of Jacktown. Jacktown. Fantabulous show, my brother. Thank you, my brother. So, tell the people out there a little bit about yourself. Well, I'm originally from Tuscaloosa, Alabama, right up 2059, man. Been in uh, Birmingham for quite some time. Started off as a bass guitarist. Uh, toured a lot with my man Ruben Stuttered as his musical director. Got over into production and songwriting, ventured off on my own. Mm-hmm. And I've written a lot of songs for people like... Uh, Joe, Fantasia, and even some old school cats like the Barcades done some gospel work. Barcades, um, yeah, Holy Bar-Kays. Ghost. Man, yeah. Holy like the Holy Ghost. All right, all right. I've done some tour dates with them, and, um, you know, just out doing my own thing now, man, and uh, uh, putting my music out there, letting them see my face, letting them catch the dimples. Yeah. So, did you just stumble into music, or what? what? What happened? Church boy, man. Grew up around that music. You know what? You know? Southern you, brothers. You know what I'm saying? Church boy. Like, that's where we get it. Daddy's a preacher and started playing bass in church. But, man, I fell in love with the funk, man. Just fell in love with good jazz and funk music. Man. Mm-hmm. Marcus Miller on the bass and Nathan East. And just kind of grew from there. It's, getting know, down like you're supposed to. That's right. Getting down like you're supposed to. And bass players, you know, we got that pocket. Okay. Were you born in uh, Alabama? Yeah, or? man. Born in Tus- Tuscaloosa. Born, born and bred, huh? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So where, where, where did the soul come from? Is it uh, passed down? Is it no, man. something you developed, something you taught yourself? What, what, you what know, happened? man, um, just growing up in church, listening to quartet music, man, a lot of that soul music and soul and funk R&B it's all interwoven blues with that quartet music. It's a lot of the same riffs and soul. Right. You know what I mean? So that's what I grew up listening to because my dad wouldn't let me listen to nothing else. But as <laughs> <laughs> the Mighty Clouds of Joy and the Jackson Southern Airs, you know what I'm saying? That's what I came up listening to, those nice harmonies. Right. And a lot of um, R&B singers grew up the same way, like D'Angelo, if you listen to his music, mm-hmm. you know, those you know, riffs and a lot of those background vocals, man, a lot of that's derivatives of quartet gospel music. Right, right. A lot okay. of which comes right out of Jackson, Mississippi. Yes, you know sir. Yes, sir. The birthplace. That's right. That's right. Okay. All right. And uh, what do you intend on taking this this uh, wonderful talent that you have? What, how well, far you know are you planning on taking man, it? Man, you know what, man? That song by myself, um, it was a great leap of faith for me because mm-hmm. uh, I spent so many years writing for other artists. And what I found that was so interesting is that a lot of times labels will prefer you just stay a writer as opposed to converting into an artist. You know, so I could never find anybody to get behind me. So I had to do it myself. Literally had to put my own money, my own hard work behind it. You know, of course, you love to get somebody to spend their money on you, invest in you. But you got to invest in yourself. Right. And that's right. what I did, man. And that song went all out over the country. And so I'm out actually just introducing myself to the people who already know my song. Mm-hmm. You know, so this is great for people who are watching this right now to see my face and say, oh, that's the guy that sings this song that I listen to every day. You know? Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm going to try to um, 
I want you to do a little something acapella for me. Okay. Just for about maybe 30 seconds or so. Yes, sir. I'm going to go over here and grab this adapter to this computer, and I want you to get a, the audience, the listening audience, looking audience out mm-hmm, there, mm-hmm. a little something from your belt. Yeah. Okay. Hit them with a little, you gotta hit them with the hit though, right? Yeah. I've been rejected way too many times in my life. Uh, and I won't take no for answer anymore. Uh, seems all these walls been erected to stop my dreams. Yeah. I won't let that be a factor anymore. If you won't stand with me, if you won't go with me, I'm gonna go on by myself. Mm-hmm. Mm. If you won't fight with me, if you won't believe in me, I'm gonna walk on by myself. Just like that, huh? Just like that. All right. Now, I heard something in there uh, earlier tonight. Uh-huh, uh-huh. That I'm going to have to get from you. Okay, okay. And there was that remix. Oh, you? Oh, yeah. Yeah. You funked them out with that one. I did. You like that remix? You that in I'm, I'm, I'm going to slip that to you. I'm going to email it to you. So you're going to spin that in the club. Get them. Yeah, good, good hip-hop mix of that yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. You like All that, right. huh? Yes, I love it. <laughs> I love it. So you and the brother, uh, Ruben... Stuttered. Yes, sir. Okay. How did y'all um, intertwine or uh, get started with collabing? I think y'all was in the what, same band? Yeah, man. We started okay. off in Birmingham. Actually, uh, we met pre-American Idol, probably around 1999. Mm-hmm. Um, he was singing in the choirs. I was playing bass for the choirs, and somebody introduced us, and, man, we just hit it off. You know, we both played football, realized we actually competed against each other in high school. Right. So once I went to college in Birmingham, he and I just started kicking it. And, um, you know, when I started a jazz band and he was singing in his gospel group, which I played for, we were like, yo. He's like, man, I need to sing in that R&B. Don't nobody want to hear all that jazz. <laughs> <laughs> and so we were like, okay, because we were a hot little jazz band called Just a Few Cats. And he's like, man, people want to hear some singing. Okay. And so he sat back one night in the cut, you know, he's like, wait till I get up on that mic. And we were jazzing it up, doing our thing. I'm playing the bass, the ladies, you know, grooving side, bopping side to side. Big Rude grabbed that mic, had his tambourine. We bust out that Frankie Beverly in the crowd. And while he looked back at me and he winked, as I told you. And it was history. <laughs> and the rest is history. The rest man. is history. And, you know, so uh, it's a real cool story, he and I. And, uh, you know, just being able to see somebody uh, start out before, you know, to know the backstory. Right. To know how how simple those opportunities are and how easy they are to make and miss. Right. You know, um, how we were just passing out flyers, promoting our own shows back in Birmingham and how we just walked into that shop Mm -hmm. where they were selling those jerseys and he was like, yo, we can't tell nobody I'm on American Idol. Right. I'm like, dude, I'm about to get you some free clothes. Because (laughs) (laughs) I was the the business guy. Right. He was the singer. Right. And so I was like, yo, y'all need to you know, take care of my man. He about to be famous. And he was okay. like, what? He's like, yo, we're supposed to be talking about it. Right. And so he went along with it. They're like, what you need, bro? We got you. And so it was a little bitty 205, probably that big, right here. Mm-hmm. He said, yo, I need y'all to make that big. Stretch it across my chest so I can rep my city. 
Right. And that's how the 205 thing was born. It was as simple as him saying, yo, stretch that across. That's how it got created. It was that simple. We were just passing out flyers for a concert we were doing. Right. And I was running my mouth. And he was like, you don't supposed to tell nobody. Because, you know, it's secretive. Right. I'm like, I'm trying to get you some free clothes. And that literally was the difference between him probably winning Mm -hmm. and losing. Because that rallied the whole marketplace. That 205 thing jumped off. Change in moment. That's what I'm saying. So you never know when you speaking up or when you stepping out on faith could be that changing situation for your life because that changed my life too because I was able to go on tour with American Idol. I was able to tour wherever he went. I was there in the shadow just learning, learning how to produce, learning how to mix, learning how to engineer, learning the back end of everything, the business. Right. You know, able to sit down and listen to R. Kelly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, R. Kelly sitting there talking to him and I'm sitting right there. So I was able to, while people didn't see me, mm-hmm. I was able to be in right there just because of that relationship that I had with him and him being loyal to me. Right. So a lot of what I've learned and what I'm able to give people now came from me being friends with someone who stayed loyal, but for us also to be in the right place at the right time and being willing to step out on faith and speak up. You know what I'm saying? Iron sharp and iron. There you go. There you okay. Go. All right. Native Alabama That's right. boys. Alabama. All right. So in the industry, mm-hmm. what are your um, favorites? What's, what are your likes and dislikes about the industry? About the music industry? Yes, sir. Well, man, when I went to college, I studied business, you know. Um, I was always interested in the mechanics of business. And what I love about the music is the business, you know. Mm-hmm. And that gives me an edge. I love that part of it uh, because I'm also creative, equally as creative and, and free-spirited when it comes to writing. But I'm also able to speak the language right. of the other side. And that gives me a competitive advantage because most artists, producers, the creators don't understand numbers or how to speak the language. They don't understand the ones and twos. And so um, I think that as industries change, Mm -hmm. you have to keep up with what the changes are and learn to evolve with those changes. So as, you know, streaming and a lot of different things are being created, how can you, uh, depending on your genre, your audience, their taste, you know, being able to look at your fans and say, hey, how do they consume music? Mm-hmm. You know, your fans. That's that feel-good part You of see it. what I'm saying? How do they yes, consume music? And being able yes, to come sir. up with innovative ways to reach them and, uh, and making music that, re- that reaches them. Um, I love the challenges that come along with the music industry and also being diversified enough to be able to make money in it, even if you're not famous. You see gotcha. what I mean? And so mm-hmm. being a musician, understanding the private sector and the public mainstream, and being able to always have streams of revenue coming through and doing what I love to do. Correct. You know, with all the challenges, I love the challenges. Uh-huh. Um, makes you better. Absolutely. Right. But having a business background uh-huh. allows me to make money and be all in. Right. You see what I'm saying? Right. If you're not all in, I couldn't be here. You okay. see what I'm saying? I have to be somewhere else serving, you know, in a restaurant or working corporate America doing it part-time. Right. But because I understand business, I'm able to go all in and give myself a shot. You know what I'm saying? So did you did you finish school? Absolutely. You, man. Got, you I, got those papers. Yeah, I was mm-hmm. uh, I had a college football scholarship. I majored in business, graduated from Sanford University in Birmingham with honors. 
Yes, sir, man. Thumbs I, up. Hey, thumbs up, man. My dad didn't play about that education. You got to right. get it. Got to get okay. it. Mm-hmm. All right. So the next thing is uh, in, the, in the near future. Mm-hmm. Well, let me step back a minute. Okay. Tell me about the uh, Grammy nomination. nomination. How did that uh, win you over? Or how, what, what was the feeling like? Man, uh, it's funny you mentioned Ruben earlier. He gave, he gave me a call back in 2012. He was like, hey, man, you know you're nominated for a Grammy. And it was for uh, some work that I did. With you didn't know it? No, I didn't know. He called and told me. I, okay. I didn't know anything about it. Right. <laughs> and I was actually playing with my youngest daughter in the bed, and we were just kind of, I was like, okay, that's cool. You know, I'm like, all right. But it was for a, a gospel song I wrote on a gospel album that was nominated for gospel album of the year. Right. So I posted it on Facebook. And the response that I got made it real. You know, all the congratulations coming through. Mm-hmm. And I was like, whoa, like I'm actually Grammy nominated now. So in the in the short run, it felt really good. Right. But I stepped back from it, and that meant I had to step up. Because if I'm going to use that title, mm-hmm. everything after that has to be, has to measure up. Okay. Because I can't go around saying I'm a Grammy nominated songwriter. <laughs> If I'm right, and can't wax, hold up for it. You feel me? I'm like, this could undo me. Right. So, yo, I mean, <laughs> so literally, I was like, okay, it's real now. Like, people going to hold you accountable to that. You can't mm-hmm. just throw it around and then they listen to your music and it doesn't measure up. Okay. So, I saw it as a challenge to get better. You know what I mean? It was great. It felt good for a minute. And I used it for what it's, you know, for. It gave me credibility. But my music had to measure up, and I thank God that I worked hard. Mm-hmm. So when people hear my catalog and hear people hear my music, they don't say Grammy nominated; they say Grammy nominated. Right? You feel okay, me? It, it, it fits. It fits because okay. I had, I had to work to uphold that that label. If you feel what I'm saying, correct. Mm-hmm. How many How many um, projects do you have uh, out there? Um, albums, singles. For um, myself, uh, mm-hmm. my first uh, album is called Expose Yourself. Mm-hmm. And I'm just gonna tell y'all, ladies, you need to get it to the ladies, to the ladies and fellas. If you if you want to get your lady in the right mood, get, get expose that. yourself. Right. go get it. Go, go cop get it. That. Expose yourself. It's right from top to bottom. I'm telling you, I crafted that thing meticulously. So so you don't have to, you know, keep the remote in your hand. You start it at the top and go and let it run. Let it rip. Trust me, okay. I tested it. All right. Tested it. Y'all heard it. Y'all heard it first right here now. Expose yourself. You, you Look gotta, that up. You got to go get it. Go get it. And is it single after single? Or are you put, smashing two singles at one time? How 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 you right planning on marketing it? Yeah. Well, that that album, man, I put that out in 2012. That was my way of, shall uh, I say, exposing myself to the world as an artist. You know, I've been behind right. the scenes with Ruben and other artists for so long. That was my way of. Uh, saying here here's me here's okay. the guy behind the pen the introduction that's right and then after that a few years later i dropped my first radio single which was by myself mm-hmm. and uh of course that did very well for me kind of gave me a leg up but i'm still young in this thing as an artist man. right and th- that single mm-hmm. now i don't i don't remember where i got it mm-hmm. how first of all how how old is it came out in 2015 I don't know where I got that single, but when I got that single, mm-hmm. it stumbled in my hand some type of way. I played it, <laughs> got hooked. Yeah. Got hooked. Mm-hmm. Is that the number one single? Does that single outweigh any of your other singles? How, tell me about Absolutely, that. Absolutely, man. That's a career defining song. Mm-hmm. Um, and any artist will tell you that you're blessed to get 
any song in your entire career mm -hmm. that can be a career defining song, be it a hit. Did you um, mean for it to be that? Or? I didn't. Uh, let me tell you, God awful truth, man. I didn't plan that song. Um, there was just a lot of things I was going through personally, um, and truthfully, a lot of it uh, came as a. I had to redefine myself because for so long, when you got your best friend and you you define yourself as sort of the supporting guy, right? And you're hoping that things work out a certain way for you. Yes, sir. After so long, I realized that it wasn't going to work out for me the way I was evolving. Huh. Not that it was a bad situation. Mm -hmm. I just had a ceiling okay. in that position, right. you know, as his guy. Right. And I tried so long to grow within that relationship, but it wasn't designed for me to grow in that relationship. So it was always this ceiling and it was stressful for me. And I just had this moment of reckoning, like, okay, if I'm going to be as great as I desire to be, mm -hmm. then I'm going to have to go on by myself, possibly. You feel right, me? Right, right. <laughs> I, I feel you. I'm going to have to do this on my own. And that was my way of saying, you know, I will do this. And even even labels and other artists that I've written song, hit songs for, trying to get them to help me, the answer was always no. Like, why you want to do that? Why you want to do that? Give that song away. Give that song away. It's hard to be an artist. And so I kept hearing no, 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 no. And I was like, I'm going to do it anyway. Listen to the song. Right. <laughs> you know? Okay. And also just looking at what was going on in the world and how people just jump on the bandwagon to do what feels right and do what feels good because it's caught, they're caught up in the moment. My question is, what are you willing to stand alone for? You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Mm -hmm. If don't nobody else show up for this boycott, are you going to stand there? <laughs> Or are you and, just doing it because it's the, it's the topic of the day? Right. You know, what's your true conviction? Yours. Enough to say, if you're not with me, I'm going to go on anyway. Right. And that was me, bro. And it touched so many people in so many ways. Yeah. And it just came out of me because that's, that's the way um, it was in my soul, brother. You know, it was just, <laughs> you know, that frustration, man. Like, right. okay. This is it. I'm going to do it. My future is my responsibility. I can't ask you to do nothing for me. Right. Now, either you with me or you not, but I'm going to go I'm gonna on. Solo I'm going to go on by myself. Whatever comes, it comes. There you go. I'd rather do that than to stand here waiting for somebody to pick me up and grab me and walk me in. I'm yes, going to go on by myself. Yes, sir. And that, and that message resonated with people even more than they even knew who I am. You know, people know the song, don't even know me yet. And at that point, I had met you. I had seen you mm -hmm. perform, but it didn't ring until maybe three, four weeks after playing the song, mm -hmm. and it registered. Right. Yeah. So that is a true fact. Okay. What's your next uh, project uh, that you're putting together? Oh, man, I'm working on some new music, and um, I got some cool things coming up, man. I'm going to be okay. producing some other artists, putting out some music, you know, kind of slipping back into my executive stuff but man i got uh some new music that i've been working on i even sang one tonight that people seem to like called i'd rather be here just some good old-fashioned r&b music to the right days, what was the name of the song that you dedicated for um, the alzheimer's yeah it was called i know it's you you like did you write that i did me and ruben wrote that actually wow uh, you had some sisters in there tearing up man. oh yeah man um you know for everybody here we we're here tonight a party with purpose for Mac Epps and his organization and they're bringing awareness to Alzheimer's and 
multiple sclerosis, but that song, I Know It's You, was written from the perspective of an Alzheimer's victim who can no longer speak for themselves and who can no longer tell the loved ones that are coming to care for them that they do. So this song says, I know it's you. Right. Don't be ashamed. Keep coming. That the memories in the heart never fade. And so it's a very emotional song because uh, it does become the voice for those who can't speak oh, for man, themselves. Oh, you, man, you had them uh, hiding behind stuff in there, man. <laughs> I mean, I had to slip out and go get some tissue for a couple of them. But uh, that, 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 that is a very touching song, man. So... Mm-hmm. Uh, That'll be the next one I'll grab, man, and Thank you. you know, slip out there. Yeah, you can't play that right before you know. You gotta make sure you oh, put yeah, that in yeah, the right no, spot. You skip, you got to be at the right time. Teary eyed up in there. Right, right, right. You know, <laughs> sometimes <laughs> better, over there. better clear them out. Yeah, that's clear them out too eye. fast. Some in my eye, man. Right, in my eye. Okay, and the ladies might want to know: Are you single? You married? Or what I mean? What's going on with a brother? Ah, uh, yeah. Going on 13 years, two 13 little girls. Years, so you're almost a vet. Bro, I'm a, I'm a, hey, man, I'm a vet. When I pass 10, I'm a vet, baby. Yeah, man. I'm a I, vet. Make me look bad, man. I ain't made it to my 10th yet. <laughs> yeah, man, almost 13 years in the, in the business, and uh, it's cool. It's cool. Okay. And, you know, um, what I love the most, man, is the, is the girls, man, the little girls I got out of this situation. Right. What, what are the ages? Eight and four. Boy, oh, you talk- man, they keep you sharp. Dude. You got, talking you, about, you got the shotgun loaded up, right? Man, they keep me soft, dude, when the little one, like, Daddy, <laughs> Daddy, will you just lay here with me before you leave? And just, just just cuddle. Just get right up in there. That's our spot. Just yeah, right, right, right there. All right there. Right there. <laughs> oh, just right in that pocket. Just. So, so, so you're headed back home. Yeah, man. You got to get that. That's what I'm fighting for, man. It's for my girls leaving that All legacy, right man. Then. You know that's, what I'm that, saying? That, that, that's, the best, that's the best part of it. That's right, man. Okay, so you ladies out there... Uh, I don't know listen, what to say. Listen, you missed it. But. No, no, no. But here's what we do. Okay. Because okay? I have a relationship with all my lady fans. But when right. I, I am like the representative for the kind of dude you want. So uh-huh. don't feel like because I'm married, you know, you can't engage me. What you do is engage me to get your man right. I'm going to write the music with the words that he need to be saying to you. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm going to represent. So you're going to look at me and be like, you need to be like this guy. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> don't y'all give up. Don't give up. I'm your guy. You know what I'm saying? They call me the R&B reverend. Okay. You know what I'm saying? I'm preaching these lessons. I, I was about to say, man, you, you the good pimp. Yeah, that's right. I'm the good kind of pimp. I'm the R&B reverend right around here. Good pimp. <laughs> All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, man, this is the phenomenal uh, Grammy nominated. Yes, sir. I hope yes, I said sir. that right. You did. Grammy nominated uh, Alvin. Gary, yes, in the building, man, mm-hmm. and we had the pleasure of having him uh, here tonight, live, yes. live. You should have been here for those of y'all that missed it. I that don't know when he'll be break, back. That's see, that's what I'm saying. We got to come back. Okay. And when I get finished with this new music, you know, we're gonna get it spinning on the radio, like mm-hmm. we do. My man Stan Branson always supporting. Stand you know, the man. Stand the man. Always supporting. Most definitely. Get it popping, man. And you know I'm going to come right back down here and support and sing for my people, man. I love Jackson. Okay. Yeah. Well, I appreciate having you here. Yes, sir. Appreciate I appreciate the performance, man. It was a fantabulous performance, Thank man. Thank you. Thank you. And I wish you most success. Thank you. And may God stay in your corner. You and the fam. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And uh, tell them the girls, man, they got to. They got a win on their hand. Thank you. Thank you. AlvinGarrett.com. Check me out. All right.